And now, a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Samaj Music Group, a Louisiana-based independent record label, bringing to you all original music with that Louisiana sound. Their genre includes rap, R&B, hip-hop, funk, and pop. To get a feel for their sound and featured artists added to your playlist, be sure to go follow them on Instagram at Samaj Music Group and Facebook for updates and up-and-coming projects today. Samaj Music Group. Strategic People, a Louisiana-based music production team specializing in audio, visuals, and media. This group is also well-diverse and can get to work on your next up-and-coming album project. Be sure to check out strategicpeoples.com today and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Strategic People. For anything music, think Strategic People. You're listening to One Sound, One Theme Podcast, a Strategic People's production, where we highlight and promote entrepreneurs, startup businesses, independent music, and creators while offering information and inspiration on topics everyone can relate to. Thanks for tuning in to One Sound, One Scene Podcast, representing the 337, the flatlands of Lafayette, Louisiana. It's your girl, Slane Marie. And your girl, Daisha Nicole. Be sure to go to our website at onesoundonescene.buzzsprout.com on your mobile or web device. Hit the subscribe button in the top right-hand corner of the screen to get updates on new episodes. You can also subscribe on YouTube at One Sound, One Scene. Be sure to hit the bell for notifications for up-and-coming shows and to catch up on past episodes. Thanks for tuning back in. You're listening to episode 10, the conclusion of the interview with Jonathan Polidor. So let me ask you this. Yeah, what keeps you, I know, right? What keeps you inspired when times get tough? Especially man. with a mental health job, man. That that, that alone oh, is man. draining. It's, it's, not a, it's not a gratifying job at all. <laughs> it's not glamorous. And then, and then once it all, when it's at the end of the day, when you're done with everything, you yeah. got to go and do your notes. <laughs> Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And recall and all that again. Oh, job. my God. I the used to want to throw that computer down. See, the, the actual sessions most times for me, relatively easy. But the note-taking, the documentation, oh. oh, my God. And guess what part of the game is not covered in college? That, the documentation. That part. They ain't going to tell you that because you probably wouldn't go through it. with it. They don't mention it like <laughs> for one sentence. In all that college text, they didn't mention taking notes. Yeah. But anyway, um, your question, <laughs> I think that my passion and my drive has always been so strong that no matter what adversity I'm going through, either that, that be a death in the family or some financial times or whatever, my North Star is so bright. That compass is just so bright. I feel, I feel so called or driven to do what I'm doing. Mm. That being helping people, educating people, informing people. It's trying to be a, a a vehicle to create change in the environment. Yeah. That don't stop. Whether I'm broke or not, I'm hungry or not, I ain't got no gas money, I still want to inform somebody about something. Yeah. That don't that don't cut off. I don't. It's just so strong in my chest, man. I don't know still how to go about giving that to somebody else. Mm. I ask all my fellow coaches and mentors and, and trainers how do you infuse that into somebody else? Even a child. It's like either you have it or you don't. That yeah. it factor. That it. You know it when you see it. You see it in a person's eyes. Yeah. You feel you, you feel their aura, their vibration when they walk in the room and they got that it. Mm. 
whatever you would define that as. I personally, how do you, how do you teach that? I personally think that you can't, like you say, infuse that upon somebody. I think maybe like life experiences and encounters teaches that to us. You know, because like, like for me, you know, to like really unlock my passion 100% with real estate, I had to lose my job. Okay. I always knew that I wanted to be a realtor. Like I went to school in 2007. Then in 08, we built our home. So I was like, oh, I got to go get a job, a guaranteed job. You know, I'm going to just put real estate on the shelf for right now, but I'm going to go back and do it. And then when you look, more babies were coming, you know, still was on a job, still was on a job. And then when you look, switch jobs a couple times. And then when you look, life happened, how they like to say. And then I lost my job. Like, they fired me. And then I was like, well, what you going to do now? So I said, you know what? Let me stop playing with myself. Let me go back. Let me get my realtor's license. But this had came after I... Yeah, adversity too. But after I got my degree in music business and I was like, now I did that for the business. I did that for myself and for my husband, but now I need to do for me. Yes. Like something just for Elena. And I felt like that's what caused me to get there. But I felt like if I would have never lose my job and those things wouldn't have never happened, I probably still wouldn't have been a realtor. I'm glad you said that key sentence, right? It was for you. Yeah. And a part of my book, and wish you a kick, I try to set the tone about being more selfish. Yes. I think we all, every one of us, need to be a little more selfish. Just long enough. You do need something for you. Yes. If my mentor says, Sean, sure, look, your associate degree, that's for your grandmother now. Mm. Your bachelor's, that's for your family, you know, the wife, the kids, and all that. your bachelor's, that's for that's you. For you. Yeah. Your PhD, whenever that comes, that's totally personal. Yeah. We all need something that's like that right now uh, for my self-care, right? I got a whole part in the book about self-care. And my personal self-care for the past seven months has been martial arts. Mm-hmm. I've been doing uh, Kung Fu and Filipino martial arts called Kali. Mm-hmm. And when I go there three times a week, that's a showing thing. Yeah. That's not for my kids. Yeah. That's not for my family. When I go there three times a week, that's totally a showing thing. What does that do for you, though? Oh, man. I went there because my grandmother passed last summer, and I was trying to deal with grief and anger and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I went there initially to try to find an a, a avenue or a conduit to express the, those emotions. But when I got there, I started learning so much. And being around these amazing people and this phenomenal coaching, I got out of that place way more than what I went there for. Right. My self-esteem, my own confidence, my own tension release that we all need. Mm-hmm. I get all of that in that building. Love, passion, you name it. Yeah. Because anything I do, I do it all the way. Mm-hmm. All the way. I don't, I, don't, I don't dabble with anything. So, like, I'm all the way in the martial art. I stay up all night watching YouTube videos, studying. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying weapons and my own money. I mean, you name <laughs> it. I'm serious. I'm all the way in this thing. Yeah. And it's so complex, it carries over to other parts of your life. The things you're learning in that class applies to things outside that class. Right. I took martial arts as a kid. Yeah, so did I. And uh, I always said I was going to go back. Yeah. (laughs) 
I stopped at uh, second degree blue belt. Nice. I was so yeah. close. Because <laughs> yeah. as you're learning how to preserve yourself by defending, you learn so much about yourself. And they show you how to tap into your mind. I think yes. that's when I was first introduced to the power of your thoughts and your mind and all that See, stuff. I would men. like to get Cameron into that. Such yeah, a discipline and everything. That's our, our young men, right? In that concept with the young men. Mm-hmm. So many of our young men need to understand overcoming adversity. Yep. And like our uh, sensei always says, if somebody on top of you punching you, guess what? They're not just going to stop because they feel bad. You got to do something yourself to make it stop. Yep. You got to make it stop. And in training, we know we're sparring. Mm. You do get hit in the face sometimes. You get punched in the arm sometimes. Oh, yeah. A bruise sometimes. All that with their training help you not to freak out in real life. Right. So whenever life adversity happens, I'm not freaking out. I've been pushed in the face for the past five, six weeks. This is nothing. <laughs> exactly. He always says we bleed we bleed in here. We we bleed in planet with our brothers. So we don't bleed in the street. Huh. We bleed in here. You take that out that door into real life. Yep. You deal with adversity. You deal with overcoming. You deal with not giving up. You deal with not quitting. So many of our young men today, they, they quit so easily. They fold like tissue paper, man. Oh. The minute something not going right, they want, they just quit. Or they go grab a gun. Or grab a gun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, it, it's so many things in that martial art world. But like I was saying, you got to find something for yourself. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this uh, podcast. And back to what you say. Yeah, back to what you said about the reason why you got into martial arts to begin with. That was to deal with the grief of your grandmother passing. And that's what I was talking about when I said I believe like it's life experience have to happen in a sense for most people to say, okay, let me go do this. And then in doing this, that's when they explore or find out what their passion is. Yeah. That could really happen. Yeah. So before my grandmother died, I did want to join that particular school, and I would drive by it for years. I had never gone to that door. So if she was still here to this day, I probably would still not have gone to that door, to be totally honest with myself. Yeah. It took her passing and that adversity to make me feel like I got to do something. Mm. What yeah. I've been doing so far is not working at all. I'm not dealing with this good. And admitting that to yourself. It's okay to admit that. I'm not handling this well. Right, right. I'm angry at everybody. I'm very mad. I'm very destructive. And it's okay to talk to somebody, right? Yes. It's, and, yes. and when I say yes. somebody, I'm like a professional. Like a lot yes, of people, definitely. especially in, in, in the black community, they don't like to admit you know, that they need to talk to somebody. Oh, I can right. handle it myself. Or you, yeah. you're talking to a friend that giving you advice, but your friend is in a worse of shooting you. So yes. it's we like... a lot of taboos around mental health in yes. the, our community. And that's why me being a, a mental health, you know, having the masters in that field, I wanted to start advocating more for our community for mental health. And, and you said, go and get checked out. Go and talk to somebody. Go get evaluated. Go get an assessment or whatever, like... It's a part of your maintenance, right? Right. You go to the dentist, you go to the, the actual family doctor or whatever, you get other things checked out. Get your mind checked out. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I never looked at it yeah. in a perspective before. How right. you said, you know, you go get your, your yeah. checkups and all that. 
Like, get your mind checked. I like that. We get our all chains and ties rotated, but don't take on our mind. That's crazy. <laughs> That's, so That's so true. That's so true. So what are some of the testimonies you've, you've heard from your readers after oh taking your advice from the book? Oh, my God. I've had people tell me, they say, so after reading this book, I've been wanting to go to graduate school for a long time. Mm. But now I'm finally going to graduate school. That's amazing. That I was worth like the book. Over five people tell me that. Wow. Over five. Uh, people want to start businesses. I'm finally starting a business. I've been wanting to do it. I've been on the fence about it. And I'm finally starting that business. Mm. That's amazing. Well, I'm going to tell you one of the most profound things that I took away from reading the book. Whenever you said, you do not decide your future. You decide your habits, and your habits decide your future. That's right. That's right. I was like, wow. <laughs> now we're going full circle, right, to what I said earlier about my habits decide how good I am as a speaker or a presenter. Like, mm -hmm. are you going to drink the tea? Are you going to bed on time? Are you doing certain things that line up to success? Yeah, yeah. Success don't just happen. Success leaves a blueprint. Mm. Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, you name a person, they love blueprints to how they got to where they got. They didn't stumble upon that. Yeah. It's on us to find our own blueprints to leave, you know, our own steps. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. Ever since reading that book and reading those words I just said, I'm paying even more close attention to my daily habits and routines, yes, making yes, sure they are in alignment to where I desire to be. So right. I thank you for that. Let me tell you I feel bad. I feel like fast. I need to go hurry up and catch up on this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Let me, let me tell you where that came from, friend. In my time in the fitness world, if mm -hmm. I went to the gym one day, and all of a sudden I lifted like 500 plus pounds, right? Mm -hmm. The average person would say, man, I had a good day in the gym today. And then you ask them how. They probably can't tell you how or why. Yeah. It's happened to I didn't want that. I want to be able to go to the gym whenever I want at will and do that same thing. Mm -hmm. So I got to ask myself, what did I eat last night? Hmm. What did I drink last night? What time I went to bed? How many hours of sleep? Uh, what I had for breakfast? What did I play in the car going to the gym, music-wise? Right, being accountable. What did I play? What did I play in my mind doing the lift? And if I, if I, if I, what did I wear to the gym? Yeah. Was it something that was light? Was it tight and restrictive? Um, you know, all these different variables. How how do I duplicate this time and time again? And that creates your blueprint. Right. So when I, I started making A's in college. How did I do that this week? And now let me, let me try for the next six weeks. Oh, man, I made A's every week doing this. Why would I not do that? Right. So I speak on rituals in the book. And I know in the, in the, in the Louisiana area, we find that world kind of spooky, right? Rituals and all this and that. Let's not be spooky about it. It's only your routine. <laughs> it's only your routine. Right. I'm going to a, a rehearsal right now for a stage play I'm in. I do certain things before every rehearsal. And whenever the show finally comes next month, I'm going to do the same thing that day. Yeah. To duplicate the same result. Right. It's not by happen chance I'm going to go on that stage and do something magical. How they, how they say that? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Don't <laughs> fix it. And if it is broke, guess what? Fix it. <laughs> See? The same thing in reverse. So you go to the gym one day and have a bad day. What happened last night? Man, I went to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning and I skipped breakfast and mm -hmm. I was in a rush. And me and my wife was fussing with each other before I came over here. My mind was all on something that didn't make sense. 
Right. Because your habits perpetuate your results. Yes. Yep. Okay, let me, <laughs> let me let me talk about one part of the book because I'm still okay. in the beginning. Um, yes, ma'am. Sometimes I, I talk to you about sleep. So <laughs> that, that sleep messes me up with the book. Yeah, that's, that's a new word, sleepologist. <laughs> but in the book, in the, in the beginning, I was reading one part that kind of um, – kind of stood out a little bit it talked about um i think it was a bruce lee quote i think and it was like um fear you fear a man you fear a man like mastering one thing he almost talked about mastering one thing instead of having instead of knowing a bunch of other things like something like um I fear the man. I fear the man who has. I know, I know what you're talking about the Bruce, the Bruce Lee quote. Yeah. So said, I, I don't fear the man that 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 practiced ten thousand kicks. I fear the man that practiced one kick ten thousand times. times. Yeah. Yes, so mastery. I'm when I when I read that I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. I don't want to just master one thing though. I want to know a lot of things. But to okay, become a master. Fun. You have to put at least 10,000 hours into that one thing right. to perfect right. that. Right. But I wanted I, to know, I, like, what did you okay, mean by that? Because, I mean, I want to be yeah. greedy. I want to master this and this and this and this. Like, what, why, you know what I mean? Right. That's fine. If everybody is going to bear for every person, right? But for most people on the planet, um, they say it with a case study, it takes about 10,000 hours to master a craft, right? Right. For most people on the planet, they can't just all of a sudden start being a chef at a master level, not just okay, sometime, all right. I mean, a master world-class level or a basketball player or a barber or a mechanic, right? Right. It took them a lot of years on that particular craft, intense focus on that craft to become a master at it. And then guess what? Once you master it, yes, you can move on to master something else. Okay. But the downfall when I read generation, it, when I read it out. Like play basketball. And be a DJ. Yeah. Okay. You're not not, not really delving deep on anything. Right. Okay. You're dabbling. Right. So So is it bad to dabble? In in Sean's opinion, right? Not saying that's right or wrong. Okay. In Sean's opinion, in Sean's world, it's very bad to dabble. Okay. We all have that AD, that that ADD mindset these days, right? We get bored so fast. Yeah. (laughs) So going to martial art class over and over and over again for six, seven years doing the same kicks, the same punches, the same blocks. I'm tired of this, man. Mm. I want to find something more challenging. Well, how good do you really kick? Right. You go in there week in and week out. Are you really, really concentrating to focus every kick or going through the motions? Mm-hmm. Most folks go through the motions. And they'll tell you, man, I've been, going, I've been going there for six years. Is that six focus, dedicated in 10 years or six years playing around. Right. Most folks playing around. Mm-hmm. So whenever I go to class most times, I go there an hour early. All right, now, LeBron. Ad- I'm getting the answer <laughs> before it even starts. I'm going to say LeBron James, right? Yeah. I really go on YouTube, seriously, and I study LeBron James workout videos for hours. I study Kobe Bryant videos for hours. Mayweather. Listen to how they talk. Listen to how they seriously take their craft it's hard to dabble with something and be that good at it as they are. Hmm. So can a person dabble? They can. And you want to be all right. I want to be an amazing speaker, a phenomenal speaker. 
That means that night and day, I'm playing Les Brown videos, Eric Thomas videos, Napoleon Hill videos, John Maxwell videos. I can name a whole list. I study their stuff night and day. Right. I read their books night and day. I'm practicing speaking night and day. I don't dabble with it. Okay. See what I'm saying? Okay. That's a difference. Yeah. Like yeah. like the same like the old saying says, uh yeah. he'll be a jack of all trades and a nas- a master, yeah, a master of none. Of none. <laughs> right. Master of none. Now I'm gonna tell you what. It might be like an extra book I might make. There are a few aliens in the world. They are super good at every dog thing they took. God just blessed them. Mm. That's what I, that's what I took. I'm like, man, I want to be good at all kind of things. So I was reading that. Right. I was like, I read it a few times. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, but you have <laughs> yeah. to take the time out to yeah. be good at one thing, so, then move on to but, the next. Once again, the, the book is written for the general public, but there are exceptions to every rule in the world. You know. Yeah. Like my, my uncle, for example, my uncle Boris, right? He is phenomenal at carpentry. He is phenomenal. He's licensed cosmetologist. Hmm. He is a licensed barber. He's licensed with the welding and mechanic work. He, he is a, a, a alien, an anomaly. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you one downfall people like that most times. They never buckle down on anything. Mm. The guys I know that's real like that, for real, they just float all over life. Hmm. Yeah. They never make a mark. I know a few people like anything. that. Yeah. And whenever they die, you say, boy, so much potential, boy. Yep. Oh, that boy was good at cutting that hair, boy. Yeah. Oh, that boy good at making cakes. <laughs> But what did he buckle down on? Nothing. Nothing. So the whole point of Whistle Kick was buckling down on something. Buckle down. Hmm. I like the book, that. Uh, the book by Robert Greene, my favorite author in the world, Robert Greene, his book called Mastery is a phenomenal work about this very topic, mastering something. Mastery. That word barely get used these days that we live in there. They sure don't. Words like apprenticeship don't get used these days. Hmm. See, in the old days, the blacksmith and the, and, and, and the, the carpenter and all that, from a little boy to your teenage, it was all apprenticeship. Yep. Once again, 10,000 hours, right? By the time you're a grown man, you had 15 years doing carpentry work already. Right. You are super proficient at carpentry work or being a blacksmith or a butcher or whatever it is. These days, you can't do YouTube. Yep. That's not apprenticeship. Sir. We do a little online class, you get a little certification. All right, I'm, I got certified in this. That's yep. not apprenticeship. Right. Oh, a lot of people, if they don't have money attached to it, they don't want to do it. It's called they interning. It. <laughs> right. Like you said, so apprenticeship. All the, all the years I spent speaking for free? That was your apprenticeship. Ago, <laughs> yes. I'm in a big venue. I'm in a small venue. I'm in uh, 200 people, 300 people. I'm in four, five people. I mean, the whole gambit of it, I've been years doing that. So whenever I demand my price now, I deserve that. Right. I've done my years in the game. Mm-hmm. In the rain, I spoke in the rain. That's weird. I spoke in the rain before. You spoke in the rain, wow. In the rain, a thunderstorm. <laughs> Literally, in Morganson, Louisiana, they had an event outside, the whole crowd under the canopy or whatever, right? Uh-huh. I'm outside presenting to them, and it started raining. Wow. So they thought I was going to stop. No. I kept going. 
That passion came through. Yeah, I had a brand new, I had to take this out. I had a brand new outfit, brand new shoes, brand new hat, everything I sold. <laughs> but it didn't matter in that moment. I'm here for a job. I'm here to perform. Right. And I will. By any means necessary. Any means, man. Any means. So if anyone listening yeah. aspires to become a published author, what okay. are the steps needed to do that? Man, well, I'm a self-published author, right? So, Ooh. yes, there, there, is, there is the publishing route. You can't find the publishing company. Mm-hmm. You write your manuscript. You submit it to them. They will charge you. It's a very of uh, prices, right? They'll charge you their price to edit your work and to publish your work and to make you a nice cover and all that great stuff. That's that, 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 that route. Mm-hmm. I did self-publishing. Okay. So the cover you see, my homeboy Antoine Mitchell in Baton Rouge, they call him Ghost. He made my cover. Shout out to Ghost. He did a good Shout job. Out to Ghost. <laughs> the picture on the back of the book, my uncle, I talked about Morrison, also good at photography. He did a picture on the back of the book. That's that's all homegrown. Uh-huh. The uh the uh the forward, my mentor Tony did the forward. And Tony and I together did the bulk of the editing whatever work mm-hmm. and the formatting work. So everything in your hand right now is totally a sewing P homegrown front the bank project. Good. And then you go to a company to help you actually print the book. Yeah. But whenever I went to them, the book was already done. The cover, everything was done. Just print the book for me. That's all I need. Uh-huh. And that was and that was that. So the only the only part about the self publishing is really self publishing. Mm-hmm. Like the music game, right? I gotta be out there hustling with my on my trunk, pushing my book, going on social media night and day, yeah. promoting the book, promoting the book, going to all these venues, vending the book, uh speaking. Whatever it takes to get myself out there, I got to do. So I seen that you, you got it into the library. Is that right? Yeah. How oh, did man, you do my book that? I uh, went to the library. Like, hey, I'm a self-published author. I'm from this area. I would love to get my book into the library. Awesome. They, they review it. They go over it, see if it's worthy or not. And then they give me the uh, the yes or no. So my book is in all the same Martin Parish libraries, all four of them. My book is in all the same Mary Parish libraries, all five of them. My book is in... The Berwick High School, Franklin Junior High, Franklin Senior High, a lot of elementary schools, Caracol Middle. I can name a lot of places. My, my book is in a lot of libraries. UL? It's in UL Library? Not yet, but that's coming. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Not Cause, yet. Because UL got to do better, right? Oh, man. <laughs> got, got to get better. Yeah. So anyone listening. A lot of schools I speak at, I end up donating the book to the school or the school buys copies for for their library. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. good. So yeah. anyone listening, yeah. if you are or if you are an aspiring author, book writer, whatever, get at Sean. I'm more than sure yes, he's not gonna mind contact you contacting us. him. Yes, please contact us at Pen the Pen Publishing. We have a whole department that's help is geared to help people write their books and publish their books and and have success, man. As, as yeah. Writers. So where I wrote Whistle Kick uh almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. There were many local writers at all around me hmm. to ask questions and to bump heads with it, to get, you know, uh, refined and all that. It took a lot of trial and error to figure this out. Right. So I want to help people avoid all the pitfalls I had, the downfalls and everything else. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing, man. Um, yeah. Where can anyone listening find you personally on social media if they want to connect with you personally? Yes. And purchase go. your book. <laughs> right, Instagram and Facebook the same. It's my name, Jonathan Polador, 
it's not many of us in the world, so it's a pretty unique name. <laughs> you go into it, please uh, uh, send me a friend request. I would love it. Inbox me. Please, I do answer all inboxes as fast as I can. Yes. I try to respond back quickly. Inbox me. And, uh, yeah, we go from there. You, you'll find a book from me directly. So inbox me. We'll talk about the details. I will send you a book fast as I can. And if you can't do any of those, uh, Amazon.com is in Kindle for digital download. Also, BarnesandNobles.com, Walmart.com. You can find Wish Your Keep, the guide to unlock it. Your passion. Amazing. Yes. So, in closing, what is the one thing you'd say to inspire someone listening today? The one thing. Ooh. <laughs> just one now. Nah. <laughs> you give a speaker like me one thing to say. I know, just one now. Nah. <laughs> we got long winded to tell. We don't want a symposium. That's good. Well done. Well done. No, seriously, seriously. The one thing I would tell any person to get out of this whole interview or whatever, man, really take the proper time. Turn your phone off. Turn the TV off. Go in the dark room, whatever. Dig inside of yourself. What do you really want to do with your life? Your one and only life. It's not a video game. It's not Mario Brothers. You don't have 100 men. You got one life. Mm-hmm. Whenever you leave and your name on that tombstone, you're going to be known for what? Ooh. It might sound crazy, but I think about it, right? At my funeral, the eulogy sounds like what? Right. Hmm. Who did you impact? What you left behind? Ask yourself, do you want to continue going the way you're going? That's what I'll say. Wow. Okay, and one more thing. <laughs> oh, there's more. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for, for all it. the people that may not read your book, but okay. that's going to listen to the podcast. Because like you said, you know, we got our, our ADD people. They don't want to, right. you know. That's all right. That's all right. Can you help them? Find their kick. Yes, I, I want man. you. I want yeah. you to. Um. Look at look at me losing my uh, um train of thought. That's all right. Take your time. Give baby. a Take list. I want you to name the steps that you gave in the beginning of the book. Get your paper and pen and name all the steps that they can think about to finding their kick. You you, mm-hmm. you named a few in the beginning, but I just want you to right. name them so they can, you know, really think about that because I thought about it. Right. I, I think okay, I found so, mine already. But so for, the, for the people that don't want to read, right? That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> we, we, still, we still family. We still family. <laughs> we family. So get a pen and paper, my people. Yeah. <laughs> think about some of these key questions, right? Like five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. So, so, so key questions to consider. First and foremost, as a kid, before you was an adult, before you had job responsibilities and a mortgage and a family, what did you really love to do? Okay. Like night and day, you think about it, you obsess about it. You was in third grade class, daydreaming about it. What was that for you? Okay. Number two. If money, <laughs> if money was not an issue. Let's say you have 50 grand tomorrow. What would you do? Okay. What's your real passion? Because some people they say, well, you know, I don't have the money for this, and I can't get studio equipment, and I can't get a microphone, and I can't get a... Let's say money not an issue. What you going to do? So erase all the scapegoats, people. 
Right. Take out all the objections. Mm. What would you do? If time not an issue, right? Once again, if you had two weeks off, what would you do? Because the excuse is, I can't go to the gym because, you know, my job, I got to stay up late. If it's not an excuse, what would you be doing? Okay. Next, how do you define success? Do you want to touch lives? Do you want to make money? Is it about accolades and trophies and, and, and certificates? Some people, I know. Mm-hmm. Your name on the side of the building? What is it for you? And nobody else could define that for you. Not your spouse, not your church. Nobody could define success for you. Back to the four ills, right? Mm-hmm. What motivates you? What motivates you? And most of us kind of like middle age. So for the next 30 to 40 years of your life, what would you want to be doing every day? We all know how it feels to go to somebody's job and clock on, and you're sitting there like, golly. <laughs> we can admit it. We can raise our hand. Mm-hmm. I got certain clients. I got certain clients I see. Like, oh, 2 o'clock. Oh, Come on, man. 2 o'clock. <laughs> Please cancel. Please cancel today. Please cancel. Nobody want to feel like that. Right. So with your passion... You're doing what you love every day. Hello, somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With your passion, you're doing what you love every day. Whether it's a small venue or a big venue, a well air conditioned with a good microphone venue, or whoo, a sweaty hole in the wall, when that phone call comes to speak, I'm always happy and elated. What is that for you? Against all odds, against all circumstances, what is that for you? And I'll leave it at that. Okay. Wow. That was amazing. Yeah, I love I your it. energy, Sean. I could hear I, the I, conviction I and the passion in your voice. <laughs> you <laughs> yes, did. You, you did. did. I you pray did. I did all what I needed. I was yes. up since last night thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> As I said. Yeah, well, we appreciate yep. your time. We value your time. Yeah, yep, yep. And thanks oh, so good. much for being on the show. No, I, I loved it. And I, I appreciate it. First of all, I love y'all podcast. Aww. I listen to the podcast. I've heard previous shows. I love what y'all are doing. Keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you. And, uh, you got my total support and my total backing. Thank Yay. you. This means a lot to us. You just don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we're yeah. gonna go ahead on and let you go. Appreciate right. you. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm going and... to rehearsal. I got a oh. stage play. To kill a mockingbird. Oh, where is gonna be at? Franklin, Louisiana. The test, uh, the test theater. Franklin, Louisiana. April the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th. I'm playing Tom Robinson. Be there, be square. Don't miss it. <laughs> look yeah. at me. Look at me. He said Franklin. I was like, well, we're going to have to go to that play. The minute he said yeah, Franklin, Franklin, I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh. We, not. we <laughs> just talked about We just talked yeah, about leaving yeah, the city. Uh huh. Franklin ain't nothing about an hour. No, it's not that. Well, I'll tell you what. Send, send us the information. We're going to help <laughs> you share it. The ticket and the gas money. I don't know about all that. No. I know how we do. I know how we do. No, I just don't. It's too far. I'm going to send you a snippet. How about that? Yeah. I'll see you about two minutes worth. Two minutes. A hot two minutes. A hot two minutes. <laughs> 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 
Nah, but we're gonna help you share it. Um, but no, seriously, we're talking about self care and martial arts. Me being on stage is another form of expressing myself. Another form of you know. Yeah, that's another, another layer. Another form of another layer. That's yeah. Right. Because we are onions. What is the play? What what the play is about? You never read the well, book To Kill a Mockingbird? No. A Mockingbird. To Kill a, to kill a Mockingbird is so uh, it's set in like 1935 mm. in like rural Alabama or whatever. Okay. So it's a, a heavy racial layer to this play, and I'm playing Tom Robinson, uh, a brother, working the field, getting accused by a young white lady of abusing her or whatever. Oh, okay. So of course I, I got to go to trial, and I'm getting wrongfully accused, and you know. The same old thing that we see to this day, unfortunately, in our society. Uh, it's, it's a lot of racial things going on in this show, man. So, How much are the tickets? Uh, tickets are 15 on Eventbrite. Uh-huh. At the door, they're 20 at the box office. Okay. It's not bad yeah. at all. Come on, spend a little gas money. Y'all, y'all go and see Tyler Perry. Y'all go and see everybody I else. Don't, Look, look, I don't do, I don't like do plays. Look, let me tell you. I don't, I don't like Tyler Perry plays because it's too much okay. singing. I don't do plays. The first play I did last year, I did with mm-hmm. uh, I went support affiliate entertainment, Jessica right. Dugar. That was the mm-hmm. first play I ever went to see, and I actually enjoyed okay. it because yeah, it's not really any singing. I don't like plays yeah, where there's a lot of singing. There's, there's oh. no singing. I, I won't lie. I can't stand musicals either, so this is not a musical. Oh, okay. I, I, I can't say it's not my gift. It's not yeah. My gift, so. so you said yeah. the 11, 12, 13, <laughs> the 11, and 14. 12, 13, 14. We're going all back to back. Uh, that 14th date is a Sunday, I believe. We're doing yeah. a uh, 3 o'clock matinee. Okay. 3 o'clock matinee. Come out, bring the family, very kid-friendly environment. Okay. We're going to have a good time. A very strong cast. Some amazing actors in this play, man. It's, it's going to be hot. Awesome. Cause he's local talent, man. Local talent. Yeah, I'm sure we got a lot of local. Local talent, talent out, out here. Yeah, we do. Well, we thanks again, in. Sean. We I appreciated you. Have Stay a good here. day. I know it's gonna okay. be awesome. Nice. <laughs> okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. Bye bye. Guys, don't forget to come out and support Spit That this Friday, April the 12th. Doors open at 7.30. The show will start on time at 8 o'clock p.m. We will have comedy, rap, R&B. Guys, it's going to be super fun. Come and support the local artists out here in the 337 and surrounding areas. Audience, I need to let you guys know it's going to be so exciting. You guys will also be participating in the show. You guys will be a great factor in deciding who will take home the prize. So come out, support. It's only $5 at the door. Be on time. Come out and support Spit That. It's going to be a night full of laughter, fun, and entertainment. Can't wait to see you guys there. Spit That, this Friday, April 12th, Park 21, 116 East Vermillion Street, downtown Lafayette. Be sure to show support to those artists. Support means a like, a follow, a share, a stream, or a comment. Now it's time for our shout-outs to our Aspire, Inspire, and pour into other supporters. LaDavia S. and Lenore Harding. Yay! <laughs> we really appreciate what you guys do. Without your support, we couldn't accomplish all what we do, ladies. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you like what we're doing, want to be a part of our movement and support the show, please go to onesoundonescene.buzzsprout.com. Click on the episode. Under the player, there are icons. Be sure to hit the heart icon to the far right or go directly to patreon.com slash onesoundonescene. There you will get exclusive info on what is offered to our Aspire and Inspire Pour Into Other Supporters. And how your support will benefit what we do. We appreciate you. 
and thank you for any level of support. And now it's time for our music business tip of the day. When to take your recording session. Independent artists, when recording your song to a recording studio and an engineer recording your session has absolutely nothing to do with the beat, meaning that's your beat that you paid for from another producer slash beat maker and you brought that beat to the studio for them to record you, you are to leave with the session. Have the engineer download that recording session for you on an external hard drive before you leave. Don't leave without it because it belongs to you and not the engineer. One of the reasons for this is because, number one, it's yours. You paid for it in more ways than one already. It also allows you as the artist to have control to do with the master file as you wish. So think about this. What if the engineer's computer crashes or a natural disaster happens and you no longer have access to that session? By having your session downloaded to an external hard drive, you now have the master recording. It allows the engineer to clear their hard drive space because now they can erase the session off their hard drive and not feel obligated to keep your session in the event you need to do something with the song. Especially if you are a repeat client of theirs. Artists, please ask this question ahead of time before booking studio time with an engineer. Are you going to download my complete recording session on my external hard drive for me to take back with me before I leave the session? If the engineer says no, then my advice would be to find an engineer that will say yes because that is your intellectual property and you own it. You are only paying for them to do a service for you. And they do not own your master file. You do as an independent artist. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's music tip. If you need anything, feel free to contact me. I do offer free consultations and will be happy to help. If you're an independent artist with positive music and would like your music featured on our up-and-coming show, be sure to email us an MP3 file of sample-free radio versions of your original music and your social links to onesoundonescene at gmail.com. Please note that any music that does not meet all the criteria mentioned will not be featured on the show. If you have an inspiring story and would like to be a guest or have your business or creation featured on our show, please hit the heart icon at the bottom of this video if you're using the Buzzsprout platform. YouTube listeners, be sure to go to patreon.com forward slash one sound one scene if you're interested and need more details. Let's get social and be a part of our community. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at One Sound One Scene to stay in the know about what's up and coming. If you like hanging with us, be sure to tune in every Wednesday at 6 a.m. for new episodes at One Sound One Scene.buzzsprout.com or on YouTube at One Sound One Scene. Well, guys, this is the conclusion of episode 10. It's been super fun. Thanks so much for tuning in to One Sound, One Scene podcast. Closing us out is a song from Young Successful titled Need to Know. What you need to know, girl? I need to know. <laughs> you can find him and follow him on Instagram at Young Successful. Be sure to look out for his music on YouTube. Always remember, if you help enough people get what they want, you will always get what you want. Aspire, inspire, and pour into others. Until next time, folks, one sound, one scene. We are out. I just need to know. Tell me when to go. My heart been turning cold.
short and my pace is running low. Baby, I just need to know. Tell me when to go. My heart been turning cold. I can feel it in my soul. Baby, I just need to know. Baby, I just need to know. Our time is getting short and my pace is running low. Baby, I just need to know. What we fighting for? The loving like the love we used to have. Shit so spiteful. I came through so many times, you ain't think so. I can't let it go, abused all my pain through I've these so Trying to climb a mountain, as you say. I can never love like you, always doubting. I'm about to hit the road, can't do this here no more. I'm lost without a crutch, got me feeling like I'm old. Baby, I just need to know, tell me when to go. I can't heal a heart that another man's broke. I need to know. I'm starting to lose hope, baby. I can't do this here no more. I just need to know. Tell me when to go. My heart been turning cold. I can feel it in my soul, baby. I just need to know, baby. I just need to know. Our time is getting short and my pace is running low, baby. I just need to know. Short and my 